This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Greetings, everyone. Here's another episode of Diagnosing the Aftermarket A to Z. I'm Matt Fonslow. And today, uh, I was kind of thinking about shop improvement. Not so much from a technician's standpoint, but uh, upfront from management standpoint, that I think there's a tool that gets terrifically underused or underutilized. Uh, I don't see a lot of discussions about it. I don't see a lot of advice given to do it. Uh, So uh, without further ado, I think I want to talk a little bit about exit interviews. You know, it's no secret we're facing a technician shortage and Napa Auto Care is addressing that. The free two-year apprentice program offers a variety of training to produce a technician with three EIC certifications. To learn more, members can visit member.napaautocare.com. So yeah, exit interviews. That's something really, really common in other professions. I don't know about the trades or the skilled trades so much. I would say most of my friends who are in more of the white-collar world, uh, that's a regular thing. If they get, uh, if they put in their notice, if they quit, uh, one of them even, they got fired and were allowed a uh, exit interview. And I say allowed because I think they really wanted one. They went in and even though they were fired and, you know, it took a few weeks, they admitted they probably deserved it. They went in there with very strong opinions about what was wrong uh, from their perspective with the business, uh, with the uh, company they were working for. And I don't really recall uh, ever being in an exit interview myself. I've conducted a few and the reason is I want the shop to be better. I mean, across the board, better. I want it to be better for the clients. I want it to be better for the owner. I want it to be better for the tech, my fellow technicians. I want it to be better for me. And better is a you know super vague word. What's better? Better everything. I want to like it better. Me, you know, whether that means better lighting, making the floors easier to clean. However, that might be, you know, epoxy coating or tiling. I think tiling might be the way. Certainly not the least expensive, but I think like for a long-term solution. If you want to see what I'm talking about, uh, check out Seth Thorson's shop uh, or shops. But I think you'd have to look actually. It might only be the one, uh, but Eurotech Auto Service. Uh, Check out their Facebook pages. I think he's got photos. Um of the tile being laid down and then some testing they did in an inconspicuous area of the shop uh, to find out just how uh, durable this stuff is. And it's really impressive. Make it easier to work. Make it better to work. More fun. Uh, Allow me to do my job better. Better equipment. Uh, Better waiting area for the clients, however that might be. More comfortable furniture. Better arrangements for them or accommodations for them for if they're going to work while waiting for their car or, you know, just, you know, the list goes on. Refreshments. I want it to be better. A very powerful way is the exit interview that if you have to let somebody go, beg them, pay them for the exit interview to sit down with you for a few minutes. And it 
usually doesn't end up a few minutes, if, especially if they're disgruntled. If they're leaving because, for for whatever reason, I guess it doesn't matter, I suppose, a little bit. If they're leaving for greener pastures, uh, they're going to have a much different attitude than leaving because, you know, their significant other got a job they couldn't refuse and they're required to move or whatnot. You know, they're leaving reluctantly. They're going to give different feedback than somebody that's very disgruntled, frustrated. And you need to hear both because they're going to be biased, not just biased because of um, personal bias. You know, and We're going to be biased from our own point of views. Um, most likely, most people are, and understandably so. But also where they are at that time in their life. They're leaving because they're disgruntled. Uh, they're going to be a lot more critical. Way more things. Some of them not even related. Uh, somebody that's a little more re- reluctant to leave, sure they're going to have criticisms because I don't think any of us own the perfect shop yet. I mean, I guess I've had a few say they do, but <laughs> I don't think that's the reality that they're, they're going to have some very specific criticisms, but they're not going to be so harsh. And maybe, and if they are, it's usually deservedly so, that um, th- it's worth heeding because, you know, as much as you want to be able to step back and look at your business with clear lenses and try to take yourself out of your own shoes and put yourself in someone else's, be it the clients or techs, employees, it's hard to do. It's really hard to do and it's hard to do really well. So now you have somebody that does not, well, presumably isn't wearing your shoes that can give you this feedback and in some cases let you have it. And sometimes you won't deserve one lick of it. They're so angry. They're so frustrated. They're so... um. Hey, boy, this is maybe a harsh word. Uh, I probably should try to figure out a lighter word, but I'm going to go with it. They're they're fairly delusional about expectations or how broken they think something is. And it could be just, I mean, multitude of reasons. Uh, they maybe have never worked anywhere else or worked in um, somewhere where they don't have it quite as good. Uh, and, and the reason I bring that up is I've, the good example is we have a, we hired a lube and tire tech and he's comes from the Marine world, not uh, the military, but the boats and uh, stuff like that. Outboards, ski doos or, you know, jet skis type stuff. That's his background. He's older. You know, I think he's got to be in his fifties, which I guess I don't want to say is old, but. You know, he's not not a young tech. He's not super green in mechanical world. He's green in automotive. But the the world he came from, not just so much the marine world itself, but the um the shop he had been working at, the working conditions were atrocious. I've I've never been there, but uh, I now have it on good merit from multiple sources that wow. I mean, <laughs> wow. Uh, zero, very, very little climate control. Uh, they all wore hats, gloves, coats in the winter, uh, overalls. Uh, and in the summer, they sweat profusely, very, very poorly lit. Uh, I, I do believe it actually had concrete floor, so it wasn't a dirt floor. Uh, I've been in a couple shops with dirt floors, uh, oddly enough. Not in Minnesota, though. Hey guys, 
Matt here talking to you about what the Napa Auto Care Center program can do for your business. You probably already know the Napa brand is the most recognized and trusted name in the automotive aftermarket industry. In fact, studies show nearly 95% of customers recognize Napa and associate it with quality parts, service, and technical expertise. So why not complete a Pro Image upgrade and take advantage of that? Pro Image is a co-branding program for the exterior and interior of your shop. On the outside, it includes the Napa colors and distinctive Napa signage. While the public may know you as a reliable, locally owned business, a Pro Image upgrade helps set your shop apart from the competition even further. It is also a visual signal to your customers and potential customers that you and Napa are partners. Most importantly, Pro Image really works. This co-branding opportunity has helped Napa Auto Care Centers across the country increase their car counts and sales. In fact, those that have completed the ProImage project enjoy an average of 23% sales increase during their first year. ProImage upgrades are also available for the interior of your shop. A ProImage interior upgrade transforms your customer waiting area from merely utilitarian to warm and welcoming. The goal is to maintain your shop's independent identity while enhancing the customer's experience. You can get a free look at what a Pro Image exterior or interior upgrade can look like by visiting the Napa Auto Care member site and clicking on the Napa Pro Image link under the Napa Pro Image tab. Or contact your local Napa Auto Parts store. Your servicing Napa store can tell you more about Pro Image plus the hundreds of other reasons to become part of the Napa Auto Care family, the largest network of independent auto repair shops in the country. The tooling, uh, they didn't have any. Uh, it was crazy. It, it's, it's just the craziest thing. And they didn't have hot water. So they were washing their hands, I think, in a bucket with a garden hose. That's how they washed their hands. So he comes to our shop. And I'm and again, it's not trying to imply that Riverside Automotive is some Taj garage or anything like that. But, you know, we do have hot water. Uh, we have multiple sinks with, um, you know, the kind of that wash tub style. And a couple different types of soaps. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but it seems like I use one soap for a while. It works really great. And then, I don't know, it's like it doesn't work quite so good. And then I switch to a different soap. And then, oh, man, it cleans really good. Uh, and then after a while, that doesn't uh, clean so good. So I go back to the other. Um, and then some of the guys, uh, they like the the really gritty, gritty stuff. And some of them, not so much. So, I mean, you know, it's not like we have this big smorgasbord of soap to choose from but you know we got a couple different varieties uh so he's just ecstatic to be able to work uh in a shop that he can see uh because of the lighting uh that he doesn't have to have his coat and hat on that he can work in his regular uniform and not you know freeze to death in the shop see his breath uh we we i mean Full disclosure, we're not, we don't have AC. Uh, I want to put a yet on that. Uh, I, I feel like it's a foregone, foregone conclusion. We will have AC of some level. Uh, it might be just the uh, duckless style where we have a few units in various areas of the shop, if only to just try to take the humidity down. So believe it or not, Minnesota, summers can be fairly brutal. <clears throat> I don't want to imply it's anything like Florida uh, or Texas especially in the Gulf area, but it's, it's uh, pretty humid. You know, we get into the high nineties, low one hundreds, uh, for, uh, you know, 
few weeks a year and the humidity is through the roof. Uh, it literally feels like if you walk out of an air conditioned house outside, it feels like you just walked into a bathroom or really a sauna uh, that somebody just got done taking a shower in. It That is the feel of it. It's brutal to work on uh, or work on a hot car on a hot day in a hot shop. The uh, concrete floors sweat. It's just, it's brutal. We get that a few days uh, or weeks a year. So, I mean, he's just very appreciative. And when he needs something, you know, if there's a special tool he needs, uh, we have it. Or if we don't have it, depending on what it is, we're going to go get it. So it's just a a mind job for him. And then uh, to listen to a tech that is critical that works there. They, those issues seem so minor and it's just a point of view, right? It's perspective and it's not just counting what the other tech that's critical of something is saying. They, sometimes it's what they're saying is valid. He looks at it and shakes his head like, I, I can't believe you're complaining about this. Look how good you have it. And I think the other perspective is, is yeah, this, things are great, but they're not perfect. And you know, getting this or having this or doing this this way would be one more step closer. Uh, anyways, from management's perspective, I just feel it's a resource of information that is not taken advantage of. I, it doesn't matter how disgruntled the tech is. It doesn't, or I don't want to say te- just tech, any employee, any employee. It, it doesn't matter how disgruntled they are. If it isn't so fitting to have the exit interview in your office, uh, pay them and take them to lunch and let them decompress and let them vent and let you have it because you can take that and, you know, process it a little bit. Don't take it so personal. Stop taking things so personally. You know, business is part of your identity. That's, That's something to work on disconnecting a little bit. Not fully, not fully by any means, but just don't get your identity so wrapped up that if somebody is insulting the business, they're insulting you. That's that's a little too far. Again, not talking about discounting stuff or dismissing it, but just, man, you know, take it down a couple notches. Listen to what they have to say and sit down and like write it down. Look it over. Wait a couple days or a week. Grab the list, break it up into, you know, you know, human resources type things or work environment type things, tooling, uh, you know, break it up in certain ways and then go to the people working and then and go, Hey, you know, I was talking to so-and-so uh, before they left and they, they have a couple issues. What do you, what do you think of these? Honestly, you know, and try to get everybody dialed down because when people leave, depending on the circumstances, they're biased. So just try to get, you know, the honest, no BS assessment of what they're saying. All feelings aside, is there validity in what they're saying? And can we use this? Is this something to strive for? Is this an improvement to make? And maybe there's, you're going to end up reassessing yourself uh, as a leader and realize like they didn't fail me. Like when I, when they left, I feel like they failed me. And now the harsh reality is I failed them. It's a horrible feeling. I get why anyone would want to avoid it. I get it. Uh, just don't. You can't. You, you have to 
<laughs> you have to take it on the chin sometimes. Sometimes you got to walk out there and just take it. Bang. Uh, sometimes it's not nearly as bad as you thought, and sometimes it will knock you on your butt. But man, when you're down there on your butt thinking about it, get back up, learn from it, and, uh, you know, take away that shot, you know, that they're going to throw or anyone's going to throw at you if you can, you know, again, within reason, right? So, yeah, I, I just, I don't think I can stress enough that I, I don't read nearly enough about it in forums. I don't hear it discussed very often uh, between managers. You know, I don't want to say like I've sat through so ever so many management courses, but the ones I've sat through, I'm never, it's never been brought up. Exit interview has never been brought up. They'll spend two hours on how to interview a new person. I don't know that I've sat in a class where they spent 30 seconds talking about interviewing somebody that's leaving. And I think that's a, that's a big mistake. Not that, you know, learning to interview people as best you can uh, to bring them into the business. Uh, it might not be much less important to learn how to interview somebody that's leaving, whether it's of their own accord or not. And uh, therefore, uh, let's let's start putting together exit interviews and conducting exit interviews. And when I'm saying disconnect, don't I'm not saying you know turn to stone. Try to try your best to sympathize and empathize with that person. You know, assuming this is like one of those where it's very, uh, you know, there's some hard feelings involved. Try to empathize. Try to try to sympathize. You might not be able to. They might be they might be off their rocker and just so mad that what they're saying is complete, completely bogus and not worth a second to think about. But I don't think you can judge that when they're telling you it. You have to judge that down, down the road, you know, a few days, decompress, think about it, let it sink in, see it from their perspective. Uh, so let's, do, let's start doing some exit interviews. Hopefully you don't have too many to do because you have, uh, happy employees and uh, uh, whatnot, but if the uh, opportunity arises, let's let's not skirt it. So thank you, thank you again for listening, and uh, you can uh, reach out to me in many many different ways. Facebook, uh, the Diagnosing the Aftermarket Facebook page. You can message me. I'm very easy to find on Facebook, YouTube, the YouTube channel. Uh, please like and comment and subscribe. And I uh, really, really looking forward to the next episode. Take care. You've been listening to Matt Fonslow diagnosing the aftermarket A to Z on the Aftermarket Radio Network. Follow Matt on your favorite listening app. He's very interested in what you have to say. Let him know what you'd like him to cover and come on the show. Matt is all for advancing the aftermarket. Find Matt Fonslow on social media and connect or on aftermarketradionetwork.com. <laughs>